0: Hi, my name's Dan, I'm here with my good friend G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast.
1: J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets!
0: surprisingly chipper mood this week g for uh for, for someone whose uh, whose game went down like it did on sunday
1: <laughs> I, I decided to embrace the chaos um fair enough and it was both um deeply frustrating and also a stupid game to have lost if you see what i mean so yes, um, yeah. we, we can cover it when when the game happens but i'm perhaps not feeling as bad as you might have Ex- expected if you'd just seen the score yes, shall we say.
0: that's fair enough, that's probably, uh, probably a fair comment. How uh, have you been other than uh, football-wise, You been you been okay this week?
1: Yeah, okay busy as ever um, fighting Lurgy a little bit, I think we're, we're both maybe doing that NFL yeah. thing of playing at 90% and trying not to whinge too much yeah, of it, definitely. hanging in, how's yourself sir?
0: Yeah, definitely, I'm pretty much the same Yeah, uh, it's yeah, I'm, I'm okay, I'm, uh, I'm not feeling fantastic tonight but uh, yeah, I am feeling good in that we still haven't got Deshaun Watson. The trade deadline has passed and Deshaun Watson is still a Texan and that is a good thing.
1: Yes, at, at least <laughs> until the, for the next the free the, agency yeah, period. Yeah, exactly. Sorry.
0: to the end of the season, yeah
1: Um, because yeah I I guess we can get into that when we get officially to the news unless you're vetoing that chat completely well that that
0: kind of was the uh, that was sort of the the, the way I was steering it in terms of the news so um, let's have a yeah yeah, first (laughs) things first things first it's obviously trade deadline day the trade deadline has literally passed 14 minutes ago as we record this Um, it's uh, yeah there's been a few moves so I suppose the biggie that that broke yesterday uh, Monday night was, was Von Miller going to the Rams that is that makes the Rams quite a scary prospect, certainly on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Certainly in terms of pass rush, having Aaron Donald and Von yes. Miller, if you know, assuming Von Miller can get back and it's not a huge problem with his ankle, but yeah, that, that has the potential to be very terrifying. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I, yeah, it's it's it certainly uh, certainly makes them a, uh, a bit of a force to be reckoned with in, in the NFC. So it'll be interesting to see sort of whether they can can uh, or how they how they do for the rest of the season. I mean, they've they've had a good start to the season without him. So um, yeah, hopefully they'll uh, they'll they'll do quite well. Um, the Chiefs have uh, have, have traded uh, for uh, Melvin Ingram as well uh, with the Steelers. Did uh, you see what that one?
1: Oh, if, I have Have I just broken that news that, to but- you? Yes, you literally—you're <laughs> breaking news to me. There we go. As I said, work's been busy, but yeah, that <laughs> is that is. But yeah, um, whether one linebacker can fix their defense, I don't know, um, and particularly at that age. But um, it's certainly a move, and they need to do something, so it sort of makes sense.
0: Yeah, I quite like it to be honest. Um, a couple who didn't move, who were uh, were, were rumored to to be moving, uh, Fletcher Cox. Uh, there was there was there was. Um, there was noise being made that he was potentially leaving, leaving Philadelphia. He's, he's stayed where he is. Uh, Marlon Mack as well from uh, Indianapolis uh, has, has stayed where he is. And, uh, yeah, as I was saying uh, earlier, the, the the most important one for me, uh, Deshaun Watson is staying where he is. I mean, I'll I'll cover it now and I'm going to go on. Apologies if I go off on one a little bit. I am very, very pleased that, that we, haven't, we haven't traded for him. Very, very pleased. The problem is I know that Stephen Ross permission to, it's now come out that he got permission to speak to them last night, or speak to Watson last night. So it was a very real thing that they were having conversations. Um, it sounds like there was a deal on the table, but, uh, but, but but you know, I think he had a, a few criteria that he had to make, I would imagine making sure that he's not going to go to prison being one of them. Um, and all it does, yeah, like you said, I think all it does is, is kind of put things off a little bit till... Till the end of the season, and it, it annoys me because all all this has done is knocked Tua's confidence. And if I'm Tua, I, if it, you know, if he asks for a trade at the end of the season, who could blame him? I, I I I don't think anyone could blame him because it's quite obvious that we halfway through this season wanted to wanted to replace him with the Shaw Watson.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to know what Flores truly for, and I, I doubt he'll ever tell us. Yeah,
0: I I doubt it. But I, my my suspicion is that he is more of a tour man, and he's kind of having this put onto him, which probably means that Flores will go at the end of the season as well, because they'll want to get someone in who is gonna, he's gonna is gonna back having having Sean Watson. So there we go. There's my I mean, there's my bold predictions for the end of the season.
1: I, I can't really compete with that i mean i mean the fact of the, of the matter is that watson has a no trade clause um and has apparently waived this so the dolphins were the one team that they were ready to talk yes, to sorry that's so. not great news um whereas Tua obviously can get sent everywhere and i'm suddenly um i'm kind of thinking of josh rosen and you know getting sent yeah. around the league and and okay he's had Chances, and I think he's still with a squad. I'd need to I double think check. think he is. That. But yeah,
0: similar situation though. Very much. Uh, it's it's horrible.
1: Well, uh, but it's more for, as well for for Tua that he's he's had such a bad luck. He, you know, he was drafted after that horrible in, injury in college, so he had you know the weird transition of the COVID affected year. And let's be honest, one of the problems in, with the Dolphins at the moment is you've got no offensive line, so he's had no chance to learn his trade. Yeah. It just. I'm not saying. That he's magically going to turn into a world beater, and sure, Herbert and and Burrow are looking like they've had moved on already past him. Yeah, but it's very up. early, and I just, I just remember the, the time when we'd have you know like four or five seasons, and we really had patience with quarterbacks. And I'm not saying that um, we shouldn't get them in early. And obviously, quarterback play almost hasn't been better than it is at the moment. But I, I do wonder if we're too quick to pull the trigger and I think Hmm. that might be kind of borne out in some of the or the theme of this week which is the backup quarterback and you know we've got retrades and uh, uh, retreads and you know one player we've never heard of pretty much Um, you know four backup quarterbacks won this week so A it's an incredibly important position but B with two of them you know they were well known sort of names who've been around not quite make it and Sort of like, oh, that's the number league. Oh, you know what? They look surprisingly competent. And so I just wonder if it's kind of weird that in some situations we've been too slow to pull the trigger. And I think there has been recognition that you get into the Andy Dalton um, paradox of too good to fail, but not quite good enough to get you to the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying it's an easy pick, but I I feel like given the number of games he's played in total and the situation he's been in, it's a very harsh judgment on tour.
0: It certainly is. It certainly is. I don't want to get uh, get too hooked up on him. So let's let's have a move on slightly. Um, yes. A couple of a couple of injuries this week. So Derek Henry, uh, Derek Henry, obviously the absolute monster of, uh, of Tennessee Titans running back, um, has has has. Uh, well, he, he played on Sunday with a foot injury uh, and he's he's now apparently out for potentially the rest of the season, from, from what I've heard. Uh, to replace yeah. him, they've picked up Adrian Peterson. I so quite, I quite like that.
1: Well, here's the thing. He's, obviously, I don't think he has, at his age, the explosiveness that harry no, has. In so, terms no. of a, a signing off the street... Um, you can run the similar kind of power running game behind him. That does, you know, it sort of it does works. make a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm slightly hesitant here because um, my thing with um, Derek Henry is that, you know, we know how much I love JJ. What, am I just not allowed to like players anymore?
0: <laughs> no, because they always get injured, that's it you know Joe Burrow offense.
1: coming back with his knee yeah it's just like you know everybody i am acceptable for bribes for not taking players <laughs> on your uh, on your actual teams in my fantasy team
0: um, the the other uh, the other one that uh, that's that struck and this is this is a uh, he's, he's Calvin Ridley um, Falcons wide receiver has had he's been away for uh, a couple of weeks he's come out on uh, on Monday uh, and and appeared on on Twitter you know he's, he's taking some time to to step away from football to focus on his mental health and uh, yeah you know congratulations to him for you know it's it's a big thing it's it's not a, not an easy thing in in such a you know what's what, I hate to use the word a big manly sport of of NFL or you know a, a, you know, it's 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 very macho, and there's a lot of uh, it must it must be it must take a lot for him to uh, you know in the dressing room to come out and say, you know, I need to take a take a step away and and you know focus on on my on my, on myself.
1: I do think this might be a generation's thing, and uh, um, you know, as we get to be middle aged, um, yeah, yeah, um, it does feel like attitudes are changing because you've not had the wave. Of comments that I think even a few years you, you you would have in reaction to this news. I mean I'm sure there are corners of the internet and talk radio in the states that are doing that, but in the bits that we inhabit, it's been a very supportive response, and I think that's you know can only be a good thing. And it's interesting that Lane Johnson did a sit down um, interview over the weekend, which I've not had a chance to find yet because uh, work's been what work is. Um, but he was talking about um, his own recent struggles and, and, and it just feels like yes this affects all people and because it is a mental health issue there is not always an obvious course and so it affects millionaires and highly stressed sports people just as it affects the rest of us
0: Well it was only last season wasn't it that uh, I thought, was it Skip Bayless was having a, having a pop at Dak Prescott for uh, for, for having depression after his, after his brother committed suicide
1: Yes, and that is because the man is a tool. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So it's you know the fact that we're not seeing that that kind of thing on 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 not in the corners of the internet that I've inhabited anyway. Um, you know, it's, it's it could only be a good thing. Breaking yeah. breaking news, by the way. Literally, as we're uh, as we're on seven minutes ago, the Broncos are uh, sending uh, a rookie a rookie cornerback, uh, Carrie Vincent Jr., to the Eagles. There you go. There's a trade for you.
1: There, there's there is a trade, so you know if there is breaking news, no, it's okay. We've seen that QB Watson not not not. We've seen that one's officially vetoed. There's there's going to be no sneaking out news on that. So, yeah, should we move on to the games? Let's have a look at the games.
0: Okay, with well, week eight in the books, let's, let's have a look at the uh, the games And The week started on Thursday night when the Cardinals hosted the Packers, who saw an, uh, an end to Arizona's unbeaten streak, uh, keeping Miami fans happy for another year. Uh, the Packers were without receiver Devontae Adams, and uh, while they weren't, Exactly prolific through the air, totaling uh, 184 yards. Uh, They did enough to be able to get the job done. Uh, The Cardinals found themselves chasing the game for most of the match, and while they got themselves within three points in the fourth quarter and looked like they were uh, heading down to uh, take the win with with less than a minute left, an intercepted pass from Kyler Murray to uh, Russell Douglas, uh, in the end zone left, the, uh, the Packers able to just kneel it out for the win. The uh, final score was 24-21 to the Packers.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a good game, wasn't it? But yeah. it never quite took off for both of them, just in terms of there was an, between the missing Packers receivers um, due to COVID and then um, DeAndre Hopkins pulling his hamstring after making yeah. a remarkable play where he seems to, like, slow down and then burst away again on, on like, the that. second break. Yeah. But, um... That that it was a good game, but it just struggled and and it sort of like played out at the end because obviously that final pass from Kyna Murray to AJ Green, they weren't on the same page, and we're not quite sure who who was played cool all and what. But Russell Douglas got that. It was almost like a a a, um, receiver scoring a touchdown because he was you know desperately trying to get his feet in bounds to to record record yeah to to get the uh, the interception, but it, it was. If it didn't quite live up to all the heights, it was a, certainly a very good um close four Thursday night game
0: yeah that no, it was good one of the, one of the better Thursday night games, and I think you're probably looking at the teams you could tell it was going to be to be fair, yeah um. yeah I mean
1: we're looking at and going this looks like the best matchup of, of the week, and it's happening on Thursday
0: yeah exactly exactly it really was. Well, uh, the AFC's top-seeded Cincinnati Bengals traveled to the MetLife Stadium on Sunday to face the Jets uh, in a game which uh, they generally find pretty easy, having beaten them heavily in each of the last three meetings. Uh, the game saw Mike White under center for the Jets again, who, uh, without. Uh, Zach Wilson, after last week's horrendous injury, uh, and he made an incredible four hundred and five yards from his three his thirty seven completed passes. Uh, it looked for a long time in the second quarter like the uh, the Bengals were going to take control of this one, but uh, they left the door open too many times in the second half and saw the jet and then the uh, the Jets saw themselves back in front, uh, giving them their first win over Cincinnati since Week Twelve of two thousand and ten season. Uh, final score in this close game was thirty one thirty four to the Jets. Gee, what was your your thoughts on the helmet to helmet call at the end?
1: it didn't it didn't strike me as obvious particularly but that's almost not where we lost the game there were a couple of just really boneheaded things um i mean the first one was the you intercept you know a quarterback making his first start you take it all the way down to the end zone i mean the, Okay, I'm gonna rewind for a second. The Jets get off to a great start of the game because they've got a rookie quarterback in terms of, you know, NFL starts coming in, and so Salah says, right, we're gonna kick we're gonna receive the ball, we're gonna get him so he doesn't have to wait there being nervous. He comes out, they run a drive, it goes great, they score a touchdown. Um, the Bengals are then immediately um, basically free and out, hand the ball back, and then get the interception, deep return, and then that four and outstand, if you get the ball deep in enemy territory off a turnover. If you don't score a touchdown, it's bad because you, you know, turnovers have to lead to points. Otherwise you don't get the benefit from. Them. And the fact that we were, you know, within the five and failed not only to get a touchdown, but didn't kick the field goal. First enormous miss. Then scoot all the way through the fourth quarter where we got ourselves back into the game and the, play call to have that sort of like blind turn screen pass when you need to run four minute drill just run the damn ball but uh, um the problems with the Bengals resurfaced a bit some of it is a bit explainable you know they talk about an emotional letdown after a big win against a divisional opponent when you're playing another divisional opponent the week after and this was also um the third road game in a row and that's always dodgy so I'm I'm especially annoyed at myself I didn't pick the Jets to cover because that was my instant thought and then I sort of got dissuaded and we know how that goes but also I think this is just it's not that the Bengals are suddenly a worse team than they were last week but I think that the the problems are still there in the offensive line and they really struggled this week um, some of it's on the road, but the other thing is we should just, you know, we had a big conversation last week about the um, Jets quarterback room and, and, you know, the whole yes. thing about yeah, with did. Zach Wilson going down, Mike White, you know, did they have enough and they've just traded for, for Joe Flacco. Well, Joe Flacco is in street clothes because he hasn't had a chance to learn the playbook or train. And apparently Mac, Mike White was more than ready to be back up. Well, he and we shouldn't take anything away from the Jets, whilst well, just because I'm a Bengals fan and I'm ranting on that. he's so,
0: he's, he's won. Mike White won a, a New York a, a New Jersey better, one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars on a one hundred and twenty five to one odds bet uh, to have the most passing yards of any quarterback in Week Eight. Who would have made that? Limey.
1: No, no one. <laughs> well, one so, man did. I mean, for a Jets who are going for a rebuild, um, I'm not sure you can actually no i'm gonna take that back the bengals are five and two this is a really good win for them i mean you know if, if if the bengals fall apart in the coming weeks then it might look slightly less good at the end of the season but you know in the situation they were in coming into the season you take your wins you can get one and this is at least a performance you can hang your hat on and oh suddenly the skills players do look competent and and they don't have to rush zach wilson back now they can let him get properly healthy if if my even if it's only for a couple of weeks, if my you know if uh, Mark White can, can can maintain this, then that gives them something, I don't think there's ever going to be like a quarterback controversy, but it at least gives them you know breathing space to get him fit, and we'll see what Flacco does. But you know it would be pretty hard to pull Mike White um, unless Wilson's fully fit and and everybody's sure that he's absolutely ready to go. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Tennessee
0: and Indianapolis met on Sunday too as uh, as uh, the top two teams in the AFC South. Uh, Derek Henry's been on, on fire for the last few games, so everyone was obviously looking out to see if he was, could uh, continue that run into this one. Unfortunately, though, he did pick up an injury, as we uh, mentioned earlier, which uh, pr- was probably why uh, this one was kept so close. Uh, the game ended up uh, going to overtime as there was, uh, was nothing to separate the two teams in four quarters, and eventually Randy Bullock was able to kick home a 44-yard attempt six minutes into overtime, having got the ball back through an interception thrown by Carson Wentz so I've uh, no doubt will be absolutely kicking himself Uh, Wentz also earned himself another record he's now 63 fumbles uh, since being drafted in uh, in 2016 which is the most of any player in that period Uh, in the end the Titans beat the Colts by 34 points to 31
1: yeah I mean it, it I don't want to Put it all down to the carries because it is—it's a foot injury, but equally, you know, that is wear and tear. But it's—that's so sad to see for Derek Henry. But the Titans keep on winning, and yeah. so, you know, they keep rolling on. Yes, I got a helping hand from Carson Wentz, who um, I think this is just going to be uh, at some point. We just have to give in that he cannot tame himself um, and stop trying to make the play that he shouldn't. It's—it's um, it's too much I'm of the bad the Brett Favre. Yeah, too yeah. much of the bad Brett Favre, with not enough of the good. Um, and this is a game that they could have very easily won, or certainly shouldn't have lost in this manner. Given and given what happened, it's the funny thing is that he comes off it and he knows what he's done, but he just can't seem to stay calm enough to stop himself from doing it in the moment.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, We spoke last week at uh, length about the Rams and how they are looking at serious contenders this year, which uh, is more than can be said of their opponents, Houston, who had uh, lost their last five coming into this week. Uh, It was a funny old game with the Rams taking a thirty-eight nothing lead in the third quarter, leaving the Texans to score all of their points in the fourth. Uh, Speaking of the fourth, it was uh, it was Matt Stafford's fourth game uh, with a passer rating of one two five or above, which uh, is a record for him. He's certainly uh, fitting in well in LA while there's, there's obviously still problems galore in Houston. Uh, final score was 38-22 to the Rams.
1: Yeah, and now they've just added Von Miller to the mix.
0: They have. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl ready, someone, I heard somebody somebody say.
1: I mean, it's not a new thing. The Rams have been making all-in moves um, Almost for the like the four, last four or five years, yeah, and they've they been are. to what they've been to a Super Bowl already w- with um, Jared Goff as a quarterback. Mm. You know they are going to be a very scary proposition, health health willing, um, come playoff time.
0: No, they certainly will. Certainly will. Uh, well, The Steelers have beaten the Cleveland Browns on 23 out of 26 occasions with Big, Big Ben on the centre. Uh, but it's a very different season this year. With Pittsburgh struggling and finding themselves at the foot of the NFC North. Uh, they did manage to come out on top this time though with, uh, in what uh, turned out to be a low scoring affair. Good game for Najee Harris who, uh, who scored one of Steelers two touchdowns to make a combined 120 yards in the process. Uh, There wasn't much to impress on the Browns side of the field with uh, Cleveland taking two leads, uh, but not managed to hold on to them. Final score in Cleveland was 15-10 to the Steelers.
1: And the Browns receivers really weren't helping um, Baker Mayfield, who's playing, and you know just too many drops. And and let's be honest, um, at this point, Odell Beckham has just not shown any of the flashes of stuff of the, of the talent he showed, so showed he's losing all his value he, doesn't he yeah well, it's, it's not even that it's just uh, I think part of the problem could be and it was an interesting take that I thought was worth repeating was that um his real strength was sort of like the um quick game and slants and obviously uh, with Mayfield as the shorter quarterback that's not the kind of pass that he excels in he sort of yeah, flo- yeah. F- throws out and sort of Moves move, moves out the pocket, and so it might just be, as as so often is in the NFL, scheme fit the right player for the right team in the right moment, and that can sometimes you can have really talented players not quite meet their potential because those things don't align through through most of their career. So it does beg the the you to wonder or make you wonder what what is going to happen if things keep coming like this at the end of the season.
0: It does, it does. we we'll have to we'll have to see. Uh, well, I made a bold prediction this week in picking the, uh, the Lions for our Survivor competition, uh, despite them going into the uh, game with the Eagles as the only team without a win. So it was only right that they made me look like a, like a complete fool and took a complete thump in, uh, at the hands of the Eagles. Uh, it started badly for the Lions. They missed a field goal from 47 yards. Unfortunately for them, uh, it only went downhill from there. The Eagles uh, were heavily reliant on their running game. Uh well, while Jalen Hurts only managed to throw for 103 yards. He did rush for seventy one too. Uh not only have the Lions now lost seven in a row, but they've scored twenty or fewer points in their last seven. Uh their longest streak since ninety nine, two thousand. Uh final score was forty four points to, to six to the Detroit Lions to the Eagles, sorry.
1: Yeah, and the the Eagles also remembered that they have other running backs. And yes. so um you know suddenly Boston Scott is getting get, getting to run the ball because um, poor Miles Sanders has gone out injured yeah. Um, and yeah we were both very wrong on this
0: <laughs> yeah I just had a feeling I had a feeling that the, the Lions were going to turn over the Eagles but yeah it didn't quite, didn't I mean, quite happen I, that way did it
1: <laughs> I, d- I did question you at the time when you put you, that I pick did. through uh, but here's the thing: is that I think next time, from now on in, if you're ever in a situation like being kidnapped and you're really worried, all you have to do is text me. Pick I'm lines, taking Lions yeah. and Survivor, and we yeah. know that you know you know that is your life. You're basically your safe phrase. Send,
0: send help, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really like that idea. Um, well. The- <laughs> The Bears are the only team going into uh, Week 8 who hadn't managed to break 200 yards through the air, averaging just 124 yards per game through seven games. Uh, The 49ers, however, have lost their last four games, so uh, weren't exactly uh, expecting a uh, classic at Soldier Field this week. And while it wasn't a classic, it was a pretty good back-and-forth affair with the 49ers not taking the lead until uh, the fourth quarter. Uh, It was a solid outing for Garoppolo, who had uh, faced some rumours that he was set to be dropped uh, if he didn't do well this week, but he should have uh, kept those at bay for another week at least. with 49 Nineers taking the win over Chicago by thirty three points to twenty two.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that might be a bit of a stat tease, or were you aiming at the fact that Justin Fields, although played, you know, better, still only threw 175 yards. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, exactly that. Yeah, exactly. It's just, so, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're averaging one hundred and twenty four this season. So, yeah, it's not, it's not great, is it? <laughs>
1: It really isn't. I mean, you know, there through, are definite flashes games. of talent there. There are definite f- flashes of talent there, but I, I just just the Matt Nagy era doesn't seem to be really working out after that first season. And, no. you know, it's harsh to judge him on Mitchell Trubisky, except he doesn't seem to be doing that better with um, fields. fields. And you need yeah. to develop talent. And the 49ers... They've shown glimpses. You just wonder if they can get consistent enough play from from their quarterback, perhaps just a week further on mm-hmm. from recovering from that injury, and Garoppolo, you know, just felt that bit better, and having got through the first game, just just you know got into the swing of things a bit more. If that makes sense.
0: No, yeah, it does. It does. It certainly does. It does. Well, uh, Carolina are on a bit of a losing streak uh, having having started the uh, the season very well. The, uh, the Falcons are uh, are starting to show some signs of improvement too. Uh, that coupled with the fact that Atlanta have won six out of the last seven meetings between these two mates, uh it didn't look great for the Panthers uh, but they somehow managed to, to come away with a win. Uh, 13 points of uh, Atlanta were, were probably flattering them a little bit uh, with a field goal in the last few seconds. Uh, neither of them were great moving the football but the Panthers running back and... New favorite favorite name in the NFL, Chuba Hubbard, uh, rushed for eighty two yards off twenty four attempts, uh, which uh, yeah uh, made a lot of difference between the two teams. The Panthers uh, got themselves back to 0. 0.500 here uh, with a score of nineteen thirteen to Carolina.
1: I didn't realize you 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 hadn't clocked Chuba Hubbard in, in, until now. It's the first time um, first
0: time I've clocked it. I love it. Uh,
1: well, I happen I happen to know for, for, for from being GM in 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 our or you know being commissioner in our fantasy yeah. team that, that, that he was picked pretty much solely based on his name. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we're talking about passing yards uh, um and quarterbacks and you know we know there are issues with Sam Darnold and he got sacked the other week in the middle of a game. And yeah. interestingly, I see Philip Walker had a had an attempt in there at some point as well, but Matt Ryan Frying for completing twenty or twenty-seven attempts, um, but for only one hundred and forty-six yards. I mean, yeah, this is this is two teams that are struggling.
0: Mm. Definitely, yeah, nicely put. Struggling. Um, <laughs> um Well, everyone knew which way, which way the, uh, the game between the Bills and the Dolphins was going to go. The, the Bills shut Miami out earlier in the season, and after this one, uh, they've now won the last seven meetings, scoring over thirty points. Uh, in each and every game, with the exception of this one, uh, the Dolphins kept this very close right up until the end. Uh, there was less uh, less than a score in it uh, with just two minutes left. Uh, but mistakes were made from A throw intercepted by Jordan Poyer, uh, turned the ball back over to the Bills and uh, let them get another touchdown in the dying minutes. Uh, props to this one go to Cole Beasley uh, who had a great game in the and uh, the, the Dolphins uh, really struggled to keep him in check. Final score was twenty six eleven to Buffalo. And I
1: just. If you could maybe get the defense to play like this, when Tua was having a decent game, yeah, you might exactly. get that second win of the season. I was going to say, I do wonder if things might settle down um, now that we know what's happening with the quarterback at least to the end of the season.
0: I certainly hope so. This was, I think, this was the best I've seen our defense play all season, really. Um, so certainly for a good few games, anyway. Um, but yeah, like you say, if they could, if we could, if we could turn a turn a decent, if if well, if our offensive line could could give Tua more than about quarter of a second to throw a ball. Uh yeah, we might we might actually get
1: somewhere. Yeah, if they could maybe push it up to like a lofty 2 2 and 3 quarter seconds yeah. and you know, 2 can yeah. get down to 3, then you might have a functioning offense. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, that's it. There was just there was holes everywhere. There was some of the some of the uh the the sacks or near sacks that uh, the Bills made were just just horrible when you when you when you look at the uh the line, but uh,
1: as a Bengals yeah. fan, you don't have to tell me about the perils of play of having watching a young quarterback behind a bad <laughs> offensive line.
0: It's you your heart's in your mouth every, every, time, that, yeah. uh, every time they snap yeah. the ball. <laughs> anyway, on to the later games. The uh, the Patriots went to LA to face the Chargers, but they were uh, looking pretty good so far this year. Uh, a couple of losses to their name, but they're uh, quietly building a decent-looking uh, decent franchise. Uh, this one... It was kept very close all the way through up until the fourth quarter uh, when the Patriots took control. And despite a comeback touchdown from the Chargers, the Patriots still uh, took the win by three. The Patriots have uh, now won six straight games uh, against the Chargers and have uh, brought their season back to 0.500 after eight games. Final score was New England 27, Chargers 24.
1: And the interesting thing about this is the Chargers have now lost two straight and Okay, they ran the Patriots close, but I've actually been hearing talk about um, the problems with the Chargers' um, offense and the fact that they're trying to run the Saints' scheme... With Drew Brees, except that's a relatively old scheme, and they might need to push the ball downfield and give um, Herbert some different questions to the defenses they're going they're, they're starting to face at the moment. I, I have to admit that you know the Ravens are a very particular defense, so that's a tough yeah. challenge on the road. And we know what Bill Belichick and his team can do to a young quarterback. Yes, so I yeah. wouldn't be pushing the panic buttons yet, but it's one to keep an eye out, perhaps. And certainly the Patriots seem to have found a very familiar a uh, um, formula from the beginning of Tom Brady's career which is tough defence running the ball and letting your game manager quarterback you know ha- only have to make so many decisions Exactly, and, and they yeah. seem to be and the thing—how many times have we counted out the Patriots in September and the start of October—and then things start to um, shape up as they get to the business end of the season. Not, yeah. not sort of like predicting it necessarily, but you know, it's a bit ominous that they're back four and four and stringing a couple of wins together, and we'll see how they go over the next few weeks.
0: Well, they're only a couple of—they're only a game or two behind the behind the Bills, so uh, yeah, they—you they, know, they, yeah, they, far from out of it. They're, absolutely, they're very far from out of it. Out of it absolutely. Uh, well, The Jags were uh, back after a bye week which followed their first win of the season in London at the hands of the Dolphins uh, the Seahawks on the other hand were without Russell Wilson again so Gino Smith was back under centre uh, Seattle are struggling to score uh, scoring less than 20 points in their last three games which uh, is the first time they've done that since 2014 uh, they smashed that this time though, scoring 31 points and uh, it was, if it weren't for a touchdown with less than two minutes left in the game, it would have been a shutout. Um, it was the first time that uh, Gino Smith won a, a game that he has both started and finished since week 17 in 2014. Uh, but the Seahawks remain at the foot of the NFC West for now. Final score was 31-7 to Seattle.
1: The Jags are bad. They are. You know, they won that game in London. They went on that bye. And you thought, well, maybe they're improving and going against quarterback. And instead, I mean, I mean Trevor Lawrence just didn't have much help because... They was really struggling with the pass rush, and just so um, so many dumb penalties mm. and 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 badly coached things. You know, it's bad enough getting twelve men on the field, and it's kind of, they're sort of like ones that must drive quarter, you know coaches around. Ben, twelve men on a field—that's like a game management thing, and it has to drive you bad. They had two of them in successive plays, Um but also things like like that you know motion penalties and stuff like that with the offense and it's just feels like sloppy pay and like urban myers what he does in colleges isn't working in the pros and it's only been half a season but with the scandals we had before the season even started and then the whole thing about him not flying back with his team going into the bike i just don't think that this is going to be a long-term solution no
0: it won't i can't i can't see him being there for for longer than this season he's but if 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 the reports are to be believed, he's having the second thoughts himself. So, uh, yeah, yeah, just...
1: it would not surprise me, and it's not the first, it wouldn't be the first time he's cut cut from a job fairly yeah. quickly too. Yeah. What we should say is that Geno Smith. Okay, he doesn't look like an upper echelon quarterback, but he. He did a job, and, and he looked good, and looked better than we all remember him. Yeah. Which goes back to the reps and experience and patience. And you know, I think maybe some of these quarterbacks should get longer in certainly in their second jobs than they perhaps do. It seems that some of them get cycled through very quickly. But he certainly he seemed to have the buy-in of, of the players around him, and he's not got an amazing arm, but he did a job for the Seahawks this week.
0: Although the uh, I was going to say that the that Russell Wilson's had the the pen out taken out of his out of his hand, so. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, it sounds like he's. If he's not back this week, he'll, he'll probably be back next week. Other sides of things. So, Gina Smith. Might, f- f- might not have much not much longer to. It might not
1: surprise you to know that I follow a, follow a, like an injury um, football yeah. <laughs> doctor's podcast, uh, and he was talking about sort of week ten as being realistic, but yeah. much before that was because there was a pin in. So we shall have to see. Mm, mm.
0: Well, uh, Washington hate playing teams out their division. uh, Face, uh, faring four and twelve since two thousand and twenty. Uh, so they won't have relished a trip to Denver even though the uh, the Broncos might have lost their last four uh, and it didn't go their way this time either I'm afraid Von Miller was obviously missing among suspicion at the time that he may have played his last game for Denver um, but their defence still managed to uh, limit Washington to 10 points most of the scoring was done in the second quarter with the uh, the, the second half scene just a touchdown for each team um, Washington's streak of losses outside the division continues Yeah, well, uh, this one finished 17-10 to Denver
1: I mean, this isn't really a surprise because Washington aren't no. a good footballing franchise at the moment. No. And so it's it's not surprising they're not winning that many games out of the division. But so, so often recently, um, nobody's wanted to win. And this season only has one team with a winning record. So <sighs> hard to say too much about Washington. I do find it interesting because on the one hand, Broncos are... You know, trading for linebackers to get out and play. And it feels like um, Fangio is trying to get moves, moves because he knows his job's on the line. And on the second line, they're sending Von Miller off to um, uh, off to the Rams. So yeah. it, there's a whole mixed messages about the timelines and quarterbacks, and it just feels like that team have have not really solved the problems ever since essentially Peyton Manning retired. I think the holes in the GM of John Elway have been exposed, and Definitely. the fact that they've never been able to get that quarterback. Question right has led to uh, lots of other secondary moves um, just cause not working out for them.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, Bucks saints this was a uh, replay of Drew Brees' last career game uh, from the playoffs last year uh, when the Bucks won uh, to eventually go on to capture the Super Bowl. The Saints lost quarterback James Winston early in the uh, second quarter and it was uh, left with Trevor Simeon uh, to pull them through. And didn't he just do that? They were uh, were helped by a couple of interceptions thrown by Brady, which were turned into touchdowns, including a particularly poorly timed fourth quarter one, uh, which gave New Orleans uh, control. Uh, but the Saints continue to cause Tom Brady problems as uh, one of his arch enemies. Um, some good news uh, for the timeless one, though. He did uh, overtake Drew Brees uh, for the most games with four or more touchdowns of 37 games. Final score here was uh, 36-27 to the Saints.
1: I think the obvious thing to start with here is that I am a lot better at picking games for you, you certainly than you are. Are for me.
0: Yeah, this was this was a, <laughs> this was a good game. This uh, it took me two goes to get through it because I did fall asleep <laughs> during the third quarter. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, that was and that was not a slight on the game. That was me being tired. Um, but it was uh, yeah, it took me a couple of go, a couple of goes to get through it. But it was a good, it was a very good game. Um, at- Trevor Simeon, who you thought Trevor Simeon was a was a fun- fully functioning quarterback.
1: Well, just just talking about the Broncos and the quarterback travails, um, yeah. yeah. But again, you know, recycle and do a job, and Sean Payton can do things. I think Winston is done for the season because he's got uh, an ACL and I think one of the other ligaments in the knee is gone as well.
0: Sounds um, like it. I he, think he it's looked
1: worth remembering.
0: He looked in a lot of pain when he went when he went off, and it was and it was bad for him. Because it was a nasty was a,
1: horse colour tackle, it wasn't was. it? I haven't.
0: Yeah, it was, and he was a he, he's a obviously he's a former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, so he was. Uh, he was he was, really he was awesome. running all around the place and very hyped
1: yeah. up in, in the early game i think it it's worth remembering that the saints had they got the better of brady in both regular season games last last season yeah. and and brady won the important one to go after the super bowl but i find it hard i mean the saints have a really good defense and so that's why i wanted you know that's why i was saying yeah i think you should watch this to see that against against the 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 offense that's the best matchup of the games games that we were talking about mm-hmm. um but uh, but uh, uh, just with the quarterback travails, there's got to be some kind of ceiling to that team as currently constituted. And I think yeah. you know, it would be interesting to see at what point they feel like they've got their quarterback for the future. Because it doesn't feel like James has made a particular success of this season, it has to be said. No,
0: I think he's been better than he has been elsewhere, I think. as a, I don't think he's been too bad, but I think, yeah, this injury is this not going to help him, let's put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, the late game on Sunday saw the Vikings host the Cowboys who are uh, quietly bossing things in their games leading the uh, the league in both uh, points per game and yards per game so far this year uh, while this one wasn't a particularly high scoring one it was a good win for the Cowboys who are now 6-1 and one for the season Dak Prescott was ruled out at the last minute with an injury but uh, Cooper Rush took uh, the QB position and did a pretty good job on the centre uh, the lead was uh, back and forth about four times between the uh, second and fourth quarters but it was a last minute touchdown from Amari Cooper uh, which saw the Cowboys come out on top uh, the Vikings did did very well to uh, keep the likes of Zeke quiet, although he is having a pretty quiet season by his standards. Uh, but they couldn't get the win. They finished It uh, finished twenty sixteen to Dallas.
1: So here's a question for you, which might need to lead to some frantic googling. Right. We, we watched Hard Knocks, right? We did. Yeah. Do you remember Cooper Rush on no, Hard not Knocks at, at all. all?
0: No, not at all.
1: They've been done twice in recent years. Cooper Rush is twenty eight and has been on the Dallas Cowboys for four years. I have a feeling that we might have watched two seasons of Hard Knocks and not clocked him as a player. And yet he comes out and he wasn't amazing. I mean, you know, definitely Mark White for the for the Jets was like the, the, the performance of the unheralded quarterbacks, but he did, yeah. did enough to win in this
0: one. Well Cooper I'm trying to think who was uh who was the backup quarterback uh in the in the uh in in, in hard knocks this, this year.
1: Oh, now now you're, um... Why would you ask me that question while I'm Googling <laughs> something else?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty... Well, it, it certainly wasn't... It was Danucci. It was Danucci, that's it. That's it, yeah. It certainly wasn't Cooper Rush. So, uh, yeah, it was a... You know, fair play to him. He's, he, yeah, he had a, obviously had a. Uh, I haven't seen. I must say, this isn't a, a game I've, I've, I've seen. But uh, you know, he's he's obviously had a had a decent enough game, and uh, yeah, managed to get the uh, get the win for the Cowboys. So uh, yeah, fair enough.
1: Uh, I, I'm, I'm f- and I'm feeling better because I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure the Cowboys have been on it more recently. But I'm looking back at, at, back at the list, and, and certainly no, there's not one in that f- f- in that string. No. So. Um, I could have sworn there was. Oh, you know what it is, and but this sort of makes it worse. They were in. They were an all or nothing team recently. Ah, that'll be it. Yeah, that'll be it.
0: That's what you're thinking of. Oh well. Anyway. Finally, on Monday, uh, the Chiefs faced the Giants in a game which was uh, probably a lot closer than, than a lot thought it would be, uh, and certainly closer than uh, it would have been uh, in the last couple of seasons. Uh, the game finished with a win for the Chiefs by three points thanks to a 34-yard field goal from Harrison Butker, uh, with just over a minute left on the clock. First quarter saw a very clumsy period with uh, two interceptions and a touchdown within one minute, uh, and while they got the win, the Chiefs are uh, still far from their usual selves. Uh, they've, they've now uh, two or more giveaways in four straight games, which is the longest st- Streak for them uh, since Andy Reid took over in 2013. Final score was Chiefs 20, Giants 17.
1: Okay, so first off, I'm. So, this is another one where we talked about this on Sunday morning about the picks going backwards and forwards, and I'm so annoyed yeah. that I didn't pick the Giants. And I so nearly did. I think we were
0: both. We were both back. By the sounds of things, we were both kind of back and forth on 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 who we were going to pick.
1: Yeah, and. I mean, the Chiefs got the win and that's, you know, the first thing that stops the rot. And it's interesting that they've, they've traded for a linebacker. Yeah. But it's, I feel it's fair to say that, you know, Andy Reid is a very good coach. And if he's given time, I'm sure he can figure things out. Um, I, I think some of these problems are to do with drafting, but we shouldn't forget that we've still got nine more games for a lot of these teams. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know we're not even halfway through the season yet and at four and four they're by no means out of the playoff hunt the 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 raiders uh, top of their division only have one more win than them so we have to see how it goes but um nobody's like stamped their authority in in the afc like they have have done in the nfc but you know nor do i think the problems are over just cuz they happen to beat the giants who um One of the trickier teams to um, try and figure out this season, I feel like.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right, shall we trivia?
1: Yes.
0: Let's trivia. (laughs) Right, it's time for some trivia. I've uh, no idea if we're doing tiddlywinks or football this week, but uh, let's see how we get on. Uh, G, you you can uh, go first this week.
1: Well, first off, rest assured, we're doing football. Excellent. I did, Good. when I saw the Dolphins thing, think, I do have a second angle on Tiddly Winks, <laughs> but, um, I, I, but things have been so busy, I've not had the chance to properly yeah, put, research it, put, that. Put it this but, way, you
0: know, if, we, if we'd have drafted Watson, we would have been on Tidley Winks time.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> so, after Mike White led the league in yardage this week, I wondered, who was the last... Jets quarterback to throw for over 400 yards Uh, Flash Gordon no um,
0: (laughs) uh, Chad Pennington that was a very good answer did you like it
1: I I liked it a lot Um, much better than your actual answer which is no okay so I'm going to give you a follow-up historical question on this because the one, the last Jets quarterback to do it was Vinny Testaverdi oh, right, in the okay. 2000 season. Yeah, and he actually did, and he actually did it again in 1998. But I am looking at a list of all the Jets quarterbacks. Who was the first Jets quarterback to throw for over 400 yards? Well, I mean, the obvious name to go for is Joe Namath. And you are absolutely correct. Yeah. And he managed, believe it or not, in 67 and 72 to do it three times, which back wow. then is a hell of a feat.
0: It really was, yeah, back in back in the 70s. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and for a player who I don't wish to be disrespectful, but, you know, Broadway Joe is sort of famous in UK fans, certainly of our age, for, you know, guaranteeing the Super Bowl win. You know, I, I thought that was interesting to see him having that level of production in that time period.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was. It was the player that got my dad into American football. There you go. Was he indeed? He had a. He used to have a a, a, a Jets jersey with Namath on the back when he was younger. I did not know that. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Um, right. <laughs> uh, right. Shall, shall, I, shall I go? Is it my turn?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your turn. I'm done. I promise. Mine's
0: a pretty quick one this week. Pretty short one, but. Um, we mentioned earlier that Washington are not having a uh, very good season. And, uh, you know, it's been a little while since they have had a good season. They are one of three NFC teams not to have made the NFC Championship uh, game since uh, since at least 1996. Who are the other two?
1: Right. Well, I know one of them straight off the back because it's the Detroit Lions. Okay.
0: Yeah, correct.
1: And they have, they have, they have. They have, they have, they have, they have, they have, they
0: have. This is this is, this is great, uh, great listening to people, this.
1: I'm looking down the list and I'm honestly <laughs> stumped. I'm sitting there going, the first one's dead easy. This is the, the see, uh, I, I knew you'd get that one. This is the one that I knew you'd struggle with. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I know the answer. I think it's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, it is. Well done. Well done,
0: you've, uh, you've... you sneaky so and so. That was a really well. Oh, I thought you'd I thought you'd struggle with that. I thought because you, you know you think of the, you think of the Cowboys. You think, well, they must have, you know, they must have uh, have done all right. But
1: no, they they have not been properly successful in the playoffs for a long, long time, time since yeah. those '80s teams, at, at early '90s. Teams. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Dan, it's a hardcore legend Mick Foley, and I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football, on iTunes.
0: Okay, week nine's coming up. We are we are over halfway well we are
1: over halfway? Halfway. Not yet. Yeah, halfway. I I, I say we're yeah mm, ish. ish yeah. yeah, we'll be over halfway next week, if what you see you what I mean.
0: Maths now and the seventeen games. I don't like it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so we've got a uh, we've got a, a slate of games this this week. Do you think Sky are tripping over themselves for the likes of Texans Dolphins?
1: Um I think they might somebody's have been, got to win that I game. I think they might
0: have been if uh, if Deshaun Watson had changed hands but uh, yeah.
1: What's, I, mean, I what's, think, what's, what's,
0: what's what's jumping out at you this week?
1: Uh I am very curious. I don't know if it's the best matchup but the Packers Chiefs is certainly interesting yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um I'm kind of interested to see what's going on with the Raiders. Obviously, I don't think we touched on the fact that um, Henry Ruggs is Been arrested um, and charged with a DUI um, involving a fatality. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I mean, that's just a horrendous thing. Full stop. And that is sort of like the headline news to take away from that. But I do wonder if, if given all that's been going on with the Raiders, how they hold up and focus. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, it sort of feels like a lot of one-sided content. I mean, I guess the Battle for Ohio with the four and three Browns coming to the five and two Bengals should be a good one. That it usually is a good game to be yeah. fair. Yeah, I mean, any of those AFC games, those AFC North games, even when the teams are bad, are fairly physically brutal um, games. It's that kind yeah. of division.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right, but yeah, yeah, you, you, I think, I think you are right. I think there was a lot of very one-sided uh, games this week. So uh, yeah, we'll I have mean, have
1: to, you know what might they're... be sneaky good?
0: What's that?
1: The four and two charges against Eagles, two and five. Yeah, just, just with. Can the Eagles take something off the last two wins or are the Chargers suddenly going to get back on track? That, that one, I mean, it, it could be that the Chargers win big, but it could sneakily, it might turn out to be more of a comp- competition than we might first think. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, do you have a bold prediction for us? You see, if this was on a Sunday, I might have gone for the Jets to win against the Colts because it's on Thursday in a short week. I'm, I'm still kind of tempted because because it just feels like Carson Wentz is so determined to hand the ball over, but that might be a bit much. I don't know. It is meant to be a bold prediction of the week. What do you reckon?
0: I mean, I would say might
1: overreaching
0: there. I would say Jets to beat Colts is a bold prediction. I would go with that. I would let
1: you have that screw it i can't see anything more obvious (laughs) if nothing is speaking to me that is the i was uh, uh, clearly mark wilson now has film against him so you know he won't come out and throw for 400 yards but but just just why not (laughs) i open i open the show with it let's close it out j-e-t-s jets jets (laughs) jets Well,
0: that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, We'll be back again next week. If you have liked what you've heard, let us know by uh, liking, subscribing and maybe even leaving a little five-star review through whatever medium you procure your podcasts. That way, uh, you'll make sure that you don't miss any of our episodes throughout the rest of the season. Uh, If you have got a question or something you want us to discuss next week, uh, get in touch. I'm at TWFDan on Twitter and G is at WrongFootball. In the meantime, have a great week and we'll see you again next week. I think the Jets
1: might need another chance. It's a shame the NFL doesn't have that sort of the wrong football, if you see what I mean, or the right football, depending on your preferences, um, history of songs that we do. Because if ever there is a player who needs like a club legend song but sung always, it's Joe Namath, isn't it?